Welcome to SickCast, brought to you by Sick Research Institute, illuminating every path. Welcome to Visaki Countdown, a series highlighting individual experiences and relationships that people hold with Visaki. Coming from diverse backgrounds, countries, and experiences, our team is passionate about sharing their connection to Visaki and its resonance in their lives. Follow along as each team member highlights their story of what Visaki means to them. Today, you will hear from Jocelyn Gar, Sikri's researcher. Today is our 10th day of our Visaki e-countdown. Um, I wanted to uh, share a Shavad that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Um, because the past year, which feels like it has been maybe four seconds, um, it's just gone by very quickly and very slowly, depending on the day. Um, and I've been thinking a lot about like what time is, and I think a lot of a lot of people have been saying that, like how fast it goes, how slowly, how it's people say like time is relative or life is long or life is short, or we're bewildered by like the way that a week can feel like the longest thing in the world or the quickest thing and sometimes both at once. Um, and we say like time is not linear or past is not past. It's all part of this mystery of all of this vastness. And we're trying to just organize it into a thing that is less complicated than it really is. Um, and so I've, I've been thinking a lot about just time and like, collective memory and the kind of embodiment of that kind of remembering. Um, and so the Shabbat that I wanted to share today, um, I'll read the translation. So the first look is by Gurnanik Saib, and it says, having created creation, that one is pervading in it. Reflecting on time, life, one becomes willing servant. Creator is pervading. Value cannot be established. If value is established, then it cannot be described. Those reflecting on religious laws or rituals without insight, how can they cross the world ocean? By bowing before faith, by conquering the mind, then whichever direction I see, in that direction, that one is present. And then the next two lines to is by um, Guru Amradas, and he says, Guru's company is not obtained this way. It is not near nor far. Nanak, eternal wisdom is received when the mind remains in presence. And then the Bodhi says, seven islands, seven oceans, nine planets, four Vedas, 18 Puranas, O all-pervading, you pervade in all. O all-pervading, all are pleasing to you. O all-pervading supporter of creation, all living creatures meditate on you. O all-pervading, those guru-oriented beings who remember you, I adore them. You yourself pervade, having done the wondrous play of creating creation. So it's a long, it's it's a long Shabbat. It has a, a bunch of ideas. Um, I think the ones that I get from it are like the importance of understanding time and its briefness and reflecting on how we use that gift. Um, and an urging out of, kind of intellectualism that seeks to me like measure and describe vastness um, and instead to move into a kind of insight. Um, 
something tied to like experience or emotion, uh, like an inner kind of knowing. And the ending emphasizes the all pervasive, this exclamation at the mystery that Ikonkar is in everything, going through everything. There's this kind of play of the, we could call it like the enchanted world that is described. Um, and that kind of sort of like mystery or um, exclamation at a thing that we don't entirely understand reminds me of a lot of lines, which I'm sure most people can can recall because it, it's like constantly repeated in the Gurugansev. So we have like ideas about um, this world as a dream or a play, a mountain of smoke or a wall of sand, a thing that is not what we think it is and a thing that does not last long. Um, and it makes me think about how like in Baramaha, um, thinking about like the external and what we see as not being necessarily what it really is. Um, I think about how in Baramaha, the seeker spends the first seasons being like utterly affected by the outside world, like wavering with each changing season, um, connected and disconnected, hopeful and not, um, and just, just so affected by the things going on around them. And the moment that that shifts um, is a moment where the seeker's inner state has become steady, has become unwavering, um, has reached like a state of sahaj as a result of habitually remembering so that it becomes second nature. And it actually means that the seeker is able to then experience the changing seasons of the outside world and allow their internal state to affect the external instead of being affected by the external internally. Um, and then I think about Sulok Mahala Nova, which we're working on now, um, where Guru Tegh Bahadur urges us to sing praises of the one. Begin at the tongue, he says, then the ears, and then this encouragement to keep going, to put effort into it that has become something um, that changes it from just like a physical act to a remembrance that we do day and night until we become insightful and fortunate, until it actually turns us into Hari, turns us into the one light, Ikongar, so that there's no difference between us and the one, which I think is um, a pretty like revolutionary idea. Uh and I've been thinking about what Bhavir Singh wrote, um, which Inigor has translated, um, and it's on the Sikri website, talking about how when Guru Nanak Sahib met the Sids um, on a mountain, they asked him how he planned to win over the span of time or the span of life, how he planned to conquer it so that he could stretch it out for hundreds of years the way that they have. Um, and he told them that when we live in the presence of Ikonkar, when we identify with the vastness of Ikonkar, when we remember Ikonkar, all of this stuff that we can't really understand, if we, if we connect to that, past and future melt into the present. And he says that's how we win over time. It's how we stop worrying so much about running out of it. Um, and it's how we stop worrying so much about what we have and thus what we have to lose, which is something that Guru, uh, Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib talks a lot about in Sulok Mahala Nova. And, and that, that kind of carefree way of living um, is how we become free. And it's, it's rooted in remembrance and praise and identification. Um, 
So I know that's a lot, but I've been thinking a lot about how past and present and future do happen in tandem and that we walk with all these versions of ourselves that have existed and will exist, that we walk with all the people who love us, have loved us, will love us, and that this kind of play that happens in tandem, uh, where time is not what we think it is, is also how collective memory and collective history inspire us deeply and move us and make us willing to fight for things that so many before us fought for and that so many after us will fight for too. Um, and that's also how we become free. Um, Professor Pudin Singh writes, and I'll read this because I don't want to get it wrong. Um, he writes, what is a man but an ocean of consciousness? The Guru views the whole history of the human race as the history of new incarnations of feeling, the one primeval, the one ancient that creates life. And we like we know this in times of turmoil, we might see things that uplift us. Um, uh, Harinder Singh wrote a, a wonderful article about the symbolism of the hawk, like this this thing that taps into our embedded consciousness. When we see a hawk sitting on a tree branch, we remember Guru Gobind Singh Sahib. And we have this feeling that like we are protected, protection embraces us. And that embedded history and embedded consciousness is so important. Um, and it's what allows us to kind of keep going even when things are difficult. Um, and we pass it down through generations. Um, Professor Budenstein talks about like when we recite Asukibar in the morning, as all the generations before us have done, um, that like sound dissolves into our blood. And he says that to let that holy sound dissolve in the blood of our children and our children's children is simple and spontaneous gratitude to Ikongar the giver. And he also says like related to Vasaki, related to the gifts that we were given on Vasaki, um, he talks about this like kind of experience he has um, with the guru. And he says, he touched my hair and I keep it. When I toss my arm up in the air and the iron ring shines, I am reminded of his wrist that wore it. One exactly like this. It is his arm by some stray gleam. Oh, is this arm by some stray gleam of the iron ring on my wrist his? And this like, I think about that, that kind of I don't know, story excerpt a lot because it's such a powerful example of how we pull history into the present, how the past is not the past, and how remembering the gifts that we were given, especially the gifts we were given on Vasaki, um, the like freedom that we have, the potential to experience, which is also a gift that we were given. We, when we remember all of those things and pull them into the present, we enter this like realm of remembrance in this kind of like circular dance of time where past is no longer past. And so I've been thinking a lot this year about basically like unlearning everything I think about time um, and wondering how we pull our history close so that the past is the present and the future. And how do we allow that kind of wholeness of time to strengthen us and chisel us and remind us of the infinite love that we have been given? So this year on Vasaki, um, you know, 
I won't be going to the Gurdwara again because there's still a pandemic. Um, but if we lived in another, let's say if we lived in another version of this world play, let's say it was a different show, um, we would all be heading to Gurdwara with our colorful suits and colorful bugs. And, you know, I don't want to get emotional. My mom, my mom would be, you know, carefully arranging flowers. The kids would be running around waiting to have their like matching the stars and Janis given to them for their group Shabbat. That would, let's be honest, mostly just be them, you know, scream singing and bobbing up and down um, while we all cry with pride. Um, and my dad would be in the kitchen, not helping at the Gurdwara, but just, you know, making jokes, bothering people. And then the like people who usually make rotis, which includes <laughs> my younger brother, which, you know, everybody's very impressed with all the time. Um, they would be making rotis like clockwork, like pros as usual. And there would be so much hugging, <laughs> so much hugging. Um, and so much just holding each other. Uh, and, you know, it, it's hard to like not have that again for a second year. But um, in this somewhere, in this sometime that we are in, um, I am going to do what I did last year and try to find ways to pull the good, sweet moments from the years, the years previous moments that I return to and remember um, so that I can remember what this like sweet sangat that I'm a part of means to me, even if I can't be with them. Um, I will think about the gift of Vasaki of being offered freedom to shift the world and its systems and to choose to be part of living out of oneness in a radical way. Um, I've been thinking about how Guru Gobind Singh gave us a choice um, to step into a newly imagined world, one that was long in the making, um, and how he asked us to fight for it. Um, and I've been thinking about how so much of this past year and the years before and the years, of course, that will come after um, is us being called to do the same for everyone. And I don't know, I, like, I think this year I will, I will attempt to, through remembrance, through identification, through praise, melt the past and the present and the future together. Um, I'll close my eyes. I'll remember how the sky looked last year when I was at Anandapur Sahib, so blue, so blue. It was like, uh, the only thing that had ever been blue so blue that it, it hurt to look at. And I'll I'll close my eyes and I'll watch the Nishan Saib raise slowly into the sky. And I'll remember that we have to fight for each other still. Um, and the world to come still, the world we imagine. And I will remember our history and our people and how they were freed on that day, how they bloomed. Um, yeah, each, each blossom singing of revolution as cheesy as it sounds <laughs> um and i'll pull that into my into my present and keep going so i uh i hope you all have a basaki that allows you to connect this kind of play of time together i hope you all spend time remembering and praising and identifying with ikonkar and i hope that next year <laughs> we'll be able to to do a little bit of that um in person. Why did you Khalsa? Why did you give
You are listening to SickCast by Sick Research Institute, illuminating every path.